of Faith with Nael Pondwana, 7 to 8 p.m. Good evening, welcome. You're listening to Facts of Faith. My name is Nayel Upondwana. We are together until 8 o'clock. It's an hour-long conversation, perhaps even less than an hour. It's 5 now after 7. We're together until 8 o'clock. Do not forget that this is just one program that offers you just one hour of power-packed information from our guests. And we allow you, afford you, we give you the opportunity as well to engage our guests. And tonight's program, which you can engage our guests on, question is simple. As always, is religion really necessary for morality? Let me say that again. Is religion necessary for morality? This is one question that has been in the minds of many, and this is a question perhaps that is also in your mind, especially seeing that we have a country, a society in our country, a people that seems to have a devalued sense of morality to the extent that some people say you need religion you need God you need Buddha you need Allah you need Jesus whatever deity you so venerate and as such so many people are saying if you were to put God back into our system we would have more morality and we would have less of these atrocities that seem to be bedeviling our country ever so much right now people speak ever so much telling us that we are the rape capital of the world not quite sure if that a factual statement but assuming that it is a factual statement even if we're not the rape capital of the world that statement in and by itself speaks of the lack of morality in our society where we feel we have the right to do wrong and there are no consequences even if there are the consequences we can buy them away we can bribe those consequences away. Again, that in and by itself, that sense of corruption that it seems to be synonymous with society in South Africa also is testament of lack of morality. Many people have said we are able and capable of being moral without religion. After all, religion is a human construct. We've always been moral without having to have a religious institution to teach us how to. we are born moral is that true is it true that we have innate sense of morality and we do not need to be taught morality is it possible perhaps that religion will play a big role into instilling and if we already have and lost it reinstilling morality within society that's why we're asking the question, is religion necessary for morality? I'm Nayelu Pondwana. This is Back to Faith. The views and ideas expressed in this program are views expressly of the people sharing them and not of the anchor or that of this broadcaster. All persons, juristic or natural, are to be held responsible for their own representations offered on this program by their agents and not this corporation. Any and all consumption of our conversational substance is entirely at your own discretion. Please be advised that this program airs subject matter that has the potential to destabilize and challenge your intellect. 
digital equilibrium. If you are excitable, profound caution when consuming our subject matter is advised. Participation in this program is a voluntary enterprise and as such is expected to be considered and deliberated on. Kindly note that, just as the anchor is, all participants, guests and callers are encouraged to engage in this our freedom of expression and any of our civil liberties responsibly. Next time on The Next Brand Ambassador, the contestants are tasked to plan a launch event, but things go horribly wrong, leading to an epic meltdown. Don't miss the most intense boardroom altercation yet. That's The Next Brand Ambassador, Thursdays at 7.30pm, repeat Saturdays at 2, only on SABC3. Nae Lupondwana on SAFM. Here we go. Let me introduce you to our guest for tonight's question. Remember, the question is religion necessary for morality? Is religion necessary for morality? In no particular order, we do have on the phone Eastern Zanum Evangelist, who's a Hebrew Israelite. Good evening to you, sir. Thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good evening, Nae. Thank you so much for. Inviting me to this topic. As well, we do have Empress Tandihamgon, a Rasta woman of whose way of life is influenced by Bantu cultures and traditions. And by the way, she's the director of Inganyezim Nyama, a non profit organization focusing on child, youth, and community development. Empress, good evening to you. Thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Greetings, Naye. Kamagu to you and to all Africans at home and abroad. Also, Power to the people. Thank you very much, madam. Also, do have Father Smangali Somkachwa, chairperson of the Moral Regeneration Movement. Good evening to you, sir, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Thank you. Good evening and to our listeners. Let's jump right in. Uh, we're talking about morality. First and foremost, I'd like to hear your various definitions of morality because I do understand that we have a variety of definitions which perhaps it will help if we standardize our understanding of morality. Beginning with you, Reverend, beg your pardon, uh, uh, perhaps we'll just begin with you, Father. Father, your understanding, your definition of morality? Um That religion has influenced human behavior throughout the ages and centuries is a fact of history. This is also confirmed by uh, empirical studies that have been um, conducted by anthropologists, soci- uh, sociologists, even people like Sigmund Freud, you know, great psychologists and psychoanalysts and so on, people like Peter Berger and others. They've actually recognized that, one, the influence of religion in many, many communities is something that is almost taken for granted. The forms that it takes may differ from country to country, people to people, and so on and so on. So that's my point of a departure, namely that for some people <clears throat> believe that in order to navigate uh, Father, please forgive me for interjecting. Perhaps I may, have, I may have miscommunicated myself. I was looking for your definition of morality. Can you give us your definition of morality. We're trying to get a, a, a standard understanding. Okay. Uh, for me, a morality is actually a set of uh, uh, values which help people to understand and to accept that there is a difference between good and evil, between a right and wrong. Right. And that may take different forms. That 
that's fundamentally the most basic definition. All right. Empress, your definition. My, my, thank you, Naye. My definition of morality is what the way of life of us as Africans has and should always be. It is, it is the ability to determine good from bad without being pushed into it, without being, um, you know, forced into it. There has to be no higher power but the self. Your, yourself, your ability to discern within yourself and determine what is right and what is wrong. And no um, philosophy does that better for me than is into. Okay, I, I noticed that you, you have some consistencies with the father, but now you've added something which makes it inconsistent with that of the father, uh, the definition that is, you said there must not be any higher power. So those who have a higher power that influences their morality are not moral. Is that my, my, is my understanding correct? I find that higher power, because higher power for me, as I have come to understand it, comes from religious um, 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 theologies. Um, higher power does not necessarily give me the, the responsibility, the space to decide for myself. Higher powers determine what is what is right for you, regardless of who you are or where you come from. Fair enough, fair enough. That's why I'm asking, do you therefore believe those who are influenced by a higher power or their understanding of right and wrong, good and evil, therefore they are not moral because their understanding is informed by that higher power? If we are to look at the two of the biggest um, religions, higher powers that have affected humanity, specifically Africans, I see no morality in Christianity. I see no morality um, in Islam in how they have affected decisions that have been made on our behalf about us, for us, and continue to be made with these higher powers. So I do not see uh, morality in any people that make decisions based on organized religion. Okay, that's a big statement you've just made there. I'll offer you the opportunity to... Help explain it, but I want to bring in the evangelist as well. Evangelist, your definition of morality. The the, the way we understand morality as Hebrew Israelites is that that is a rational standard of life is expounded by the Torah. Okay, and, and that's where we get the measurement of what is right and what is wrong, but not to undo the fact that. Us also as human beings, we have been given a conscience, which helps us in judging also what is good and what is wrong. But because the, 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 the conscience cannot deviate from that standard that is expounded in the Torah. Okay, help me understand. So as far as the Hebrew Israelites are concerned, there is no morality without the Torah? Actually, we believe that the Torah was it's in our DNA. That might find, sound funny, but uh, uh, if you go to the faith of our forefathers, uh, there was a period when, when they didn't even have the Torah as a written manual. Yes. But they continued to live according to the Torah until the white men came, and then nearly all of our values were eroded away. So I believe 
as far as us are concerned, that Victoria has been passed on from one generation to the other through oral teaching within the family. But that, that still doesn't answer my question, Evangelist. Does that mean without the Torah, there is no morality? What, what do you mean without the Torah? Without the book or without the teachings of the Torah? Yes, <laughs> the, 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 the because, book, because sir, because there is no... The, when, I, when I'm talking about the Torah, I'm talking about the righteous living or the standard of life that us as Africans and Bantu people as Yasha are, we've always lived. Well, in so truth... We've always lived according to the Torah. In, in, in truth, uh, Evangelist, the, the, there is no way of living according to the Torah without the Torah being there. What I'm essentially saying is the Torah is imprinted in our DNA. That, that again, what I'm, that's what I'm bringing to your attention, the evangelist. You cannot bring the Torah into pre-existence. It cannot exist before it exists. That's a philosophical misnomer. What do you mean it was there before it existed? We know the Torah is that which was written. And we know that it we cannot have been written in, in Eden, for example. It, that's why I wanted to, you, to define whether you mean uh, the law or the Torah. Or, in fact, the Torah simply means the instructions of righteous living. These instructions have been there since the Garden of Eden. And these instructions have been passed on from generation to generation. When, when it was written in the form of a book, it is much, much later. But if you go back, you will see... No, Evangelist, let's not play this game. Remember, the Torah <laughs> is the book of instructions. This, these are doctrines, well. these are instructions. Let us, let's, let's not go there. Uh, we know for a fact that the Torah is that which was written down. These are instructions given by your, your, your deity. And these were instructions that were jotted down, allegedly, by Moses. If you want to understand that, that's fine. Someone would exist without the Torah, if that's what you want. Say that again, Evangelist. The way, the way I hold on, hold on, Empress. Let's let's give the evangelist to clarify his point. Go ahead, evangelist. Right. The, the point I was trying to drive it was that what is written in the Torah, the laws that are written in the Torah, they don't start with Moses writing them. They were always there since man was created. Evangelist, there is no way of your deity saying you shall not commit murder. If people always knew that they are not supposed to commit murder, that Why instruction, "Thou shalt not commit murder," is something that was given first. There was never a time where they were told not to commit murder. Why? Why was it? it? It is inconsequential, uh, evangelist. Remember, we're trying to get an understanding: is that if you do know for a fact that there was a time where there was no Genesis up until the fifth book of the Pentateuch, or the Torah as you call it. We know this for a fact, therefore, that you can exist without your Torah. You have your set of morals. What you are running away from saying is you can be moral without those writings. Now, it's fine. People existed without the written Torah. Yes. That's fine. So they... Moral standards without the written Torah, and I'm saying the law of living righteously was always there. That's why Yahweh said, right. Joseph says, That's why Joseph says, I will not commit this yeah. sin to sleep yeah. with another man's wife. So, effectively, you're saying you can be moral without the Torah. That's the nub of what you're saying, yes, without the written Torah. <laughs> okay, all right, Empress, you wanted to jump in. Yeah, I, I, I find it really interesting that we would waste time just arguing about what is so obvious. But look at look at look at the existence of religions such as Islam, 
and Christianity in Africa. We know through the, 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 the facts of history that at some point, Africans had a way of life, a way of life that did not need prisons or the judiciary or police to stop um, men from rape, to stop men from abuse, to stop um, a person from killing another. There was no such thing as if you kill, you're going to go to prison. Um, from, until such a time where it was stripped away by the immorality. In fact, for me, the discussion should be, when are we abolishing religion in order to, in, to restore the African moral compass that did not need a god, a prison, a police, and the fear of hell or the carrot of heaven for people to do good? Africans did good because they were Africans. Simply the, the way of life, the diversity, the biodiversity, the interconnectedness between human beings, the land, and everything that existed on earth did not need policing for morality to happen. But you look at the gods in this religion. Uh, for, for, forgive me, Empress. The, let's, 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 the books, let's, the words of God. You gave the... the, the, hold, the hold on, Empress. Empress, the, the, hold the, on. The, the you're making... Enough time Empress? to defend and speak hold, hold about on. the Torah and so hold, on. Can I on. at least get a no, chance? Hold on, Empress. Hold on. I, I did interject with um, the evangelist to have him clarify a few points. Please allow me to interject there so I can have you clarify. This point, you're saying this for the third time now, and you said it in your definition. I need you to clarify it. You are saying that there is no morality in other religions like Islam and Christianity, and there is morality. And and there is morality in the African culture. Now, I'm going to ask you to help me understand, because as far as history is concerned, we see so many atrocities happening in African customs and cultural practices which are devoid of morality as we have it, as we understand it today. How then do you say that, that there is morality in African culture and yet history tells us to the contrary? Would you like me to give you some examples? When we we speak about the African, we need to be very clear about whether we are speaking about the African before he was frog-marched into the morality that is based on God in the sky and God having the power to send you either to hell or heaven. If you are speaking about an African that did not know Jesus, then there was no atrocity being um, meted out on children, women, or men. Let me give you an example. You don't have a history of Africans fighting over God. Let me me give you an example. As soon as religion came in, you have wars. And why do we have wars based on religion? Because you also have a God who is a warmonger himself. God, according to Christian religion, according to the Bible, created heaven and earth. He also created the first army. Why would the creator of everything need an army? Who was who were God's enemies? What uh, was this this army going to all right. fight? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna urge you, Empress, to, to to stick to your faith because we do have the Christian uh, Christian representative to give us some perspective on that. But if you uh, in yeah, case, I, if you, you are the question is does humanity faith? need religion? Let, for morality, let's take, and let, I'm let's stick to yours. specifically to that. Let's, we do not need religion let's for stick morality. To yours. And I'm giving you Empress, facts 
Yes. Let's let's stick to your your to your to your religion, uh, your 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 community of believers. Uh, we're talking about, and you're saying there were no atrocities perpetuated against children, and so that that is not true. I'll give you a simple. But you example. would have you would have to then show me. Let or me give you examples. Me where, Let me give you examples. What is it that Africans were doing to children? And Let me give you examples. I'll, I'll I'll give you examples. We have in our customs, especially here um, in the Nguni customs, where when a woman were to give birth to twins, one of those twins would be killed. That's one of what well, the customs that we had. We would kill babies at birth once they, they're born identical. That's one example. Example number two, we have a custom called Amafanangosi. These are men who during their lifetime were in support of the king, were there with the king. These are people that were supposed to be uh, the very people that are going to be tasting the food of the king before the king eats the food. But when the king dies, those men would be killed and be buried with the king so that he can serve the king. They can serve the king on the other side. That's abominable, atrocious and immoral. I'll give you a third example. In our society as we have it today, women, women as we speak, were used as tools, one, for war. Every time you would see, I'll give you long before in the 1400s, this is long before 1652, in the 1400s, there's documented evidence of what would happen in the Central African communities where women would be taken as Boko Haram is doing today. They would be raped. I'm and very be, glad that you mentioned that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Once you mention hold on, Empress, you asked you asked me to give you examples. I'm giving you those examples. You can respond to them. Now, all those these are atrocities that were perpetuated against children, men, and women. Society was living in the terror of a spear, purely because of the whims and wills of those that were ruling them at the time. That, madam, was immorality that was happening at the time amongst people who lived in this continent. You cannot therefore relegate that to religion. I am very happy that you did mention that in the 1400s. As long as you're going to speak about Africans in dated times as the 1400s and documentation, which we all know was not being done by Africans, you're going to have to admit that you are speaking about the African after religion has set in. Now, if you would allow me to elaborate this, I am saying to you that Africans never had a time where they were fighting over what is moral and what is not moral until there was God brought forward. And when you look at these gods, you see in my culture, in most African cultures, once Udaba or speaks, Nobody can come and change. If there is a discussion in a family about whatever matter is important in that family, the role of Dabao is not just a name. It is a role that the female patriarchal aunt uh, takes on in each family. Now, all this changes when religion comes, because you get it in the Bible even. It says women are not supposed to speak. We also know that in Africa, according to African culture, land is given to women. These are all things that the African has lost once religion came in. You see a God who suffers from human 
petty human emotions such as jealousy. Jealousy is a sin in the Bible, but God is the first being to be a very jealous God. God sent bears to kill 42 children for specifically laughing at the fact that his prophet Elisha was bold was bold-headed. You see the, the, the misogyny, the sexualization of children. You can already tell. It is a 13-year-old already promised to another man that God decides to impregnate with his own son, Jesus, whom afterwards rejects his own mother. It is the, 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 the what's her name, Aisha, who is six years old when she is married to to, 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 to the Islamic, uh, to, 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 to Muhammad. She is six years old when he's masturbating with her. She's nine years old when he sexually penetrates her. And according to both the Quran and the Bible, these are holy matrimonies. And you, you cannot be surprised when today the African who has been zombified by this religion is emulating the God, the morality, the higher power that he has adopted when he was frogmashed into rejecting his self. You see Africans today celebrating the presence of um, this boy from, from, from the English and monarch family, Harry. Nobody is asking Harry, where, where have your great-grandparents told you where are the artifacts? The head of one of the Tosa King's Hinta is still in England today. The, the, the body, the remains of Buyane Handa, who was skinned alive for refusing to accept Jesus and Christianity in Zimbabwe, skinned alive. Where is she? We know she's still in England. But today, because the Africans have lost his sense of morality, he is here sitting here celebrating descendants of the robbing of not only his moral compass, but the heritage with which the interconnectedness that he had, the biodiversity with, with respect, of ma'am, to determine why and how we decided um, what is Empress, wrong and what is right. Empress, so when you have- Empress, Empress can, can we please be in order, please? <laughs> can we please be in order so that we can all engage? We have three guests it's not just what the Empress speaking. Hold on, Evangelist. Let me address the Empress, please. With respect, Empress, we have three guests here, so we need to all engage, all right? Um, let's just correct a few things. Um, so we were what... so quiet and so no. giving the time when Empress, the, 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 the person Empress, was defending the Torah and so on. Empress, but now that we are questioning... Empress, 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 please, please, uh, let us please all be reverent. We have... Three guests here. Three guests. Hello? Yes, just hold on, Father. I'm trying to address the Empress. We need the okay. Empress to participate okay. in a three-guest okay. conversation, but she seems no, not to. Fine. Yeah. Empress, can we please um, allow this conversation to go three ways so that we can it's all... fine. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's correct a few points there, Empress. If you go back... Um, Africans, when you're saying Africans did not document, that is factually incorrect. Um, documentation, as history knows it, is a brainchild and sourced in Africa. I did want. not say Africans did not mm-hmm. document. I said mm-hmm. the history. 
history that will talk about the 1400 is not documentation of see. our own. And this I'm is misrepresentation of who we are. We know that so much let's has been go written back and to, said about us. Okay, let's go back. I'm going to share with you a piece of information. You can go and source it for yourself. It's available in all libraries around the country. There's a big document of stone. It's called a Merneptus steel. The Merneptus Stela is a document that has documented history also dating back to the 1200s. So for you to suggest that at the time we're not documenting our history, that is again historically incorrect, factually incorrect, anthropologically incorrect. And perhaps if you were to look into what and who documented the Merneptus Stela, you find it's Africans in Egypt. So please, uh, let's make sure that we verify our facts before we come on air. Um, Father, we, you're listening to the Empress uh, 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 spitting fire about your religion being immoral and lacking moral, devoid of any morality, and citing many examples. I understand that she's conflating some of the points, but many of which are very valid. Would you like to respond to her? Yes, uh, my blood pressure was uh, threatening to explode <laughs> when I listened to it. <laughs> but anyway, very interesting, very interesting, indeed, very indeed. actually informative. But some of the issues that, you know, the good lady for whom I have the greatest respect has raised may, might be a very good topic for another day. Indeed. But for tonight, to get back to the topic, my understanding was that um, does religion... Does society need religion in order to have its, its moral compass or whatever and so on? And my response is yes. Now, before uh, motivating for that... For, forgive me, Father, forgive me. Um, there are some points that I was hoping that you would respond to that she raised that are directly linked to our topic. For example, the examples that she made of your God being the one that incites people to be immoral... I was hoping you'd respond to that. She's suggesting that your document, the Bible, is replete with examples of immorality being taught. And that is why we have a society, a people devoid of morality purely because they have learned these things from this deity. And she gives an example of a deity that suffers petty inclinations, petty information, emotions such as uh, jealousy. So perhaps uh, that's a legitimate point you'd like to respond to. Is your God teaching its adherents or his adherents to be immoral? Yes. <clears throat> I think my response would be broader than that, to put it in context. The fact that we're, we're saying religion, we're asking the question, does religion have influence on the morality of society? I'm saying religion is only but one tool that society uses in order to put together its moral compass. We have got the way in which young men and women are socialized. We have got customs, we have got traditions, we have got, uh, you name them, and so on and so on. So we are not then saying that the only source of morality is uh, religion. We are not saying that, you know, uh, uh, at all. Secondly, I think it would also be a mistake to take religion or describe it in a very monolithic fashion. There are different forms of religion expressing themselves in various forms. So, but the principle that we're talking about here is that the, a religion involves some 
form of deity, whether it's God, whether it's Allah or whatever. In fact, I would even go further to say our ancestors as Africans, I wouldn't say they play the, 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 the role, they substituted the role of Jesus or the role of God or something like that and so on. But they were regarded, if you like, as intermediaries between ourselves on earth and Almighty God, you know, in heaven. So they had a tremendous spiritual power to which we could resort to from time to time. So I think we also need to be very careful when we're talking about the uh, uh, African religion, uh, you know, because African religion uh, has many definitions and has been with us, not, not uh, from the time Christianity came. We've always had our own religions as Africans, but also the reality... But the, the Empress is not an adherent to any religion. Yes. According to her, she's an African, an African way of life. She didn't call it a religion, quite frankly. She seems to be railing against anything called religion. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I think when we talk about Africans, we also need to to do so in a very nuanced way. Because the example, for instance, that you gave about the twins, you know, one of the twins being killed, and so on and so on, to what extent you, can you universalize that, generalize that in the all African communities and so on? I mean, there are Africans in Central Africa, North Africa, and West Africa, and South Africa. So what, what, that's why I say we need a nuanced discussion when it comes to uh, you know, issues of that nature. But the point that I think she's made, making, you know, which I value and I agree with and so on, is that we, many of us, inherited the European brand of religion, almost holus bogus, without being critical about it and so on, to the extent that we began to sacrifice, almost to look down upon what we, we regarded as our customs, our culture, which were very, very, very actually rich in wisdom and so on and so on. Mm. So I don't know if we should confuse all these things. The important point that we're making is come back to the topic. What role does religion play in the socialization and the moral compass Not quite, not quite, Father. Forgive me, not quite. Our focus is on the distinction between the two, that they are mutually exclusive, uh, religion and morality, because there's been a, 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 a rallying call out there that says we need religion. It's because we don't have enough religion in our country. That's why we're having these evils and ills in our society. And uh, the big counter argument is we don't need religion. We just need to be ourselves as you're hearing what the Empress is suggesting. And that's what we're asking tonight. We have these ills in our country. Who is correct? Is the one that says we need more religion correct? Is the one that says you need to know yourself more and be more of yourself correct? Which one is the right way? That's why we're asking the question, is religion necessary for Mayati or you can be moral without having religion? Well, I I wouldn't say it's either this or that. It's not an either or. Okay. We do need religion because historically and factually, 
majority of our people in this country are very religious. Yeah. In fact, some people have even said we're over-religious. Look at the number of churches that are mushrooming every day and so on and contradicting one another, causing a lot of confusion. Yeah. But we also have our own, at least the remnant of our own customs, traditions, cultures, that actually were a very strong source of morality and ethics. All right, just hold the thought, hold the thought. I want to call the four calls and then I'm going to have the evangelist respond because he too wanted to jump in when the Empress was, was, was speaking. 20 minutes now before 8, you're listening to the Facts of Faith. Joe, we're giving you the opportunity to listen to all these arguments and engage with them. 0891 What's your take on the matter? Do we need religion? Is religion necessary for morality? We have an immoral society. Anyone can agree to that, uh, except for those who are saying, whose morals are we talking about? Because some people feel what you're calling morality, you're actually referring to Christianity, and this is not morality as far as them, they're concerned, perhaps. That's another conversation, again, for another day. But as far as you're concerned, call me. What do you think? 0891 Is religion necessary for morality? Now, uh, Evangelist, uh, you also wanted to jump in. I don't know if your high blood pressure was going spiking up when the Empress was speaking. You can respond. Do we have the Evangelist on the line? We don't seem to have the Evangelist. He's not responding. Please, let's get him back on the line, please. All right. Uh, let me read some texts. Uh, for those of you who sent some texts, I do appreciate them as well. And then uh, we'll see if we're going to have the Evangelist back on the line um, uh, sooner than later. Ayanda Ndaba on Facebook uh, writes, uh, A big no. Uh, religion is not the key to society's moral standards. No, never was and never will be lest we forget that Christmas and Father Christmas, Easter and the Easter Bunny are also oh. religions. And then Shuping, uh, uh, is it is Huapuhi? Okay, I'm hoping I'm reading that correctly. Writes, indeed, Nai, you, your one self can represent yourself, especially that Africans love uniform. I'm not quite sure if I understand what you're writing there, Shuping. Please rewrite that and send it. Map Daga or Map Daga writes, Religion is a sphere that accommodates instructions. We're not animals who live without religion. Okay, Map Daga, thank Your you. Okay. Kanyisa Tamela Juba writes, No. Was there in Ubuntu philosophy before it was printed in black and white in the Bible? Our ancestors couldn't read the Bible. Kanisa, Hamela, Chuba. Thank you very much. means to honor your father and your mother. Those are texts. Uh, I'm not quite sure what am I reading here. Facebook comments. Uh, Helen. Zilla Federal. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I, I don't know what's going on there. I want to take a break and come back and see if we can get the evangelist back on the line and then get the impress respond as well and continue our conversation. The question we're asking is religion necessary for morality? Is religion necessary for morality? All right, let's see if we do have the evangelist back on the line. Evangelist, can you hear me? Good 
Oh, I couldn't hear you, sir. I couldn't hear you. Okay, go ahead. Uh, you can respond. Yes. Hey, hey. I hope you give me as much time as you get to the No, no, sir. I'll give you equitable <laughs> okay. time, not equal time. Equitable. Okay. There's a difference okay, it's there. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, if go I ahead. Let me just read this, uh, two verses here. Hmm. Uh, uh, Genesis chapter 6, verse 9. This is, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man. Some versions say a righteous man. And the perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with Elohim. Then uh, the next verse would be uh, Genesis 26, verse 5. Because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Can you hear those verses, what they are talking about? Yes, yes, yes. Right. So that's what I've been trying to tell you, that this is the basis of our faith. the, the, The Torah that is written is not the first thing that was there. You cannot claim on your own to have any moral standards. You have got to taught what is morality. Now, what I'm hearing that you are inherently and essentially moral on yourself as a being, that is not possible. Because who tells who tells you what is the standard? D- didn't so, you say that it is in your genes? You said that, isn't it, evangelist? What you said that the Torah is in your genes? Exactly. So, but so you just said right now it is not true, it is not possible yeah, that you're no, inherently no, no, moral. I'm listening. The Torah, the Torah is imprinted in you, but you need to be taught to know that which is That's why even though we know that which is right and wrong, we commit sin. Right? But you need to be taught, you need to be taught, you need to be guided in order for you to live a moral life. And so therefore, as, as, as Hebrews, we believe that the Torah... Especially when you read from Exodus 20, 21, and 22, and you go to Leviticus 19, 18, and 19, you get a lot of moral standards that is expected for, for, for humanity to live in peace and in prosperity. The scriptures themselves, they give us a standard of how we should behave, how we should look after one another, how women must be treated. You know, in the scriptures, you don't find anywhere when it says women must be treated uh, uh, violently. All that I know that I read from scripture, like you read from Exodus 22, it, uh, I mean, they were in, uh, Leviticus 18, if you read that from verse 11 going down, you are going to see that Abaya wants the woman to be looked after, to be kept, to be protected. And so when we know, when we follow this, this standard, which is written in the Torah, we are going to experience a life of peace. We are going to experience a life of prosperity. We are going to experience a life of joy and happiness. We are going to experience a life that has got no violence. All right. All right. I want to take some calls for you, gentlemen. I want to go to the calls now. Let's go to Bram Fisher, Jay Johannesburg, and Kronstadt. Let's begin with Langi in Johannesburg. Good evening, Langi. Langi? Can we have Langi, please? Langi, good evening. Yes, I can. Go ahead. Good evening to you and your guests. Mm. uh, Yeah. Uh, You know, I think the issue of morals is really, uh, it doesn't have anything to do with religion. Religion just gives, um, you know, guidance and, um, you know, to how people then express that. 
Because if you think about from the beginning of time, when uh, Adam and Eve were instructed not to eat the tree in the middle of the garden, um, you know, it was said if they would do that, then they would know, they would be able to distinguish between good and evil. They would surely die. The instruction is if you eat, you will surely die. Yeah, you'll all you you show you show you yeah you're right you, you'll, yeah. you'll surely it, die. It, it is a snake that says no. It is because he knew that you will know the difference between good and evil. But the original yeah, instruction he, was because you'll surely die if you eat. You'll surely die. Go ahead. No, for sure. So what, what what I'm trying to say is therefore that even there at that time there was no religion um, uh, present. So uh, I, I think uh, religion just. Uh, you know, facilitates how people are being socialized and and, 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 and and gives parameters to how they should be living. Okay. And I mean, if you if you think about the Ten Commandments, yeah. God was basically just saying to them, guys, these are these are the basics of this life. These Got are it. the things I'd like you to do. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that if somebody is not necessarily Christian or does not affiliate in any other religion, yeah. they do not know the difference between good, good and, and evil. Got it. Got it. Thank you very much, Langa. Appreciate your calls. Move on to Ali. Ali's in Bromfisherville. Yeah, Bromfisherville. Ali. Ali, good evening. Yes, Ali, go ahead. No, your guest and yourself, you explained about uh, uh, morality. Mm. Unfortunately, they didn't explain about religion, you know. <laughs> anyway, religion here is uh, when you go to the book of Acts. Yes. Chapter 17. Mm. Ali, is that you who's gone? Yep, seems like Ali's gone. His Bible disturbed him there. Let's go to Mtandik in Kronstadt. Mtandik, good evening. Good evening, Nai, and good evening to your guest mm. there. Now, yes, my sir. view on the the effect of relationship of the religion and the morals, my view is that alone religion cannot constitute the totality of morality. Okay. My understanding is that with the development of human beings from the point go when they were uh, brought on this planet. There were number of uh, important developments in their intellectual capacity, drawing from some like those uh, uh, going for Christianity, drawing from the the writings you find in the Bible, but from the African perspective, drawing from the generational transfer of information over time. Now, that particular mix of behavior of a human being uh, uh, reflects one thing common. Uh, with time, we were able to shape our and impact to our upcoming generation. But the Therefore, question still stands, Mtandeke, do we need religion so that we can be moral? It, it is, it is but not alone. It's part of issue that may help us in molding our better uh, yet. Okay, let me rephrase that. Uh, can we be moral without religion? Yes. Ah, yes. So we don't need religion so that we can be moral. Yes, we can. Got it. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mtanik. Appreciate your okay. call. All right, I'm going to okay. take a break and come back. I can see you calls.
All right, we'll take a break and come back. When we come back, we'll take some more calls and then um, we'll give our guests opportunity to respond. You're listening to Facts of Faith. In Skin Sum this month, Pretty crosses a potentially dangerous line with her brother's best friend. Lieta tries to argue Monica's case. Kat is shocked to find that someone has vanished into thin air. But Celo and Mapisi are embroiled in another fight. Catch all the action on Skim Sam on SABC One every weekday at 6.30. SABC Education, enriching minds, enriching lives. Did you know that as a valid TV license holder, you can now win your share of half a million rand in daily prizes? Yes, you only have to renew or pay your domestic TV license. Then dial star 120 star 45887 hash or SMS your ID number or TV licenses account number to 45887 to enter and receive more information. You could win amazing prizes such as airtime, flat screen TVs, smartphones, washing machines and more. Dial star 120 star 45887 hash or SMS your ID number to 45887 to enter now. Terms and conditions apply. SMS cost 150. Free SMSs do not apply. TV licenses making more content possible every day. Hashtag made possible by you. Naye Lupondwana on SAFM. Let me see if I can take just one more call before I go back to our guests to give us their parting shots. Tony in KZN. Good evening, Tony. Hi, good evening, Naya. Hi, Tony. Um, may I come from a slightly different and possibly um, a far bigger point of thinking? Um, what I would suggest to all these religions, um, we start with uh, a creator. Now, whatever you want to call that creator, fine. But explain one thing to me or ask all your religious people to just tell me what made the stars, the earth, the planets, but more importantly, they all work in perfect coordination, far far bigger than any thinking of man and any particular religion. If, If you think about how this earth spins, that we have the seasons, that everything works in coordination. Now, don't tell me man did that. So however you deceive God is up to you. But really, when we get down to these silly little religious arguments, to me, it doesn't make sense. You make up your mind. Is there a creator of the earth, the the planets, the stars, or not. Thanks very much for taking my call. All right, Tony, thank you very much. Uh, just uh, for, Thanks, your, uh, for, for your purposes, uh, for that conversation, look at how the molecules um, work together. Water molecules work together. There is no one coordinating them there. They are colliding into each other. They're not evaporating out of the collision. They're not even... Combusting because of that. Uh, surely, intelligent design is not in by itself self-evident. But hey, you're talking about a different conversation. Let's have our guests respond. I'm going to give each of you one minute, please. I'm going to begin with the Reverend. Reverend, uh, no, with the Empress. Uh, Empress, uh, go ahead. Uh, your response. Wow. Um, um, my response is, again, I reiterate the same fact. We do not need religion. In fact, it should be abolished if we want to restore morality. Mm. If you look at slavery, 
you find it in religion. It's in the Bible. God condones slavery. It's okay for slavers, for masters of slaves, to beat them and so on. And you see how slaves are to be treated. Women, the sexualization of children, the sodomy that children um, get abused sexually. In the name of God, you see this happening. It's all day. You see wars. God is a warmonger himself. God wants blood. Who created Satan? Who created the tree that after Adam and Eve ate from, suddenly they become sinful and then have to be chased out? Why is God not just dealing with Satan? Because he created him himself. So God is not a moral um, um, being. Therefore, his religion cannot be moral. Tribalism, you all find it in, 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 in religion, Twelve tribes and so on. We Africans never created, we don't know what is the word for tribe in, 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 in any African language. Right. We never saw people being persecuted or being Just annihilated one minute, simply for being a, right. a, a, a different color. One minute, so on. Empress, one minute. Women, Let's go to the evangelist. Evangelist, um, one minute please, go ahead. Today's abuser is simply copying the Empress, God that he said. Empress, we need to give other people opportunity, please. Uh, evangelist, go ahead. One minute, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, very interesting I, that everybody else gets their time to speak, and I, I always will. get asked to give other things. Oh. Oh. I, 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 I want to take you to away from religion per se, because I believe that uh, man essentially is a spirit being, is a spiritual being, and was created by a spiritual being. And if man was created by a spiritual being, he must fit in the standards of the spirit that created him. You know, when we talk of religion, then there's going to be a lot of things that come into the frame. But if we talk about spirituality, which determines our, our characters, which determines how we live, how we conduct ourselves, I believe that we will have solutions to a lot of our social problems. If we go back to the Creator who made us, who knows exactly what is good for us, and when we obey Him, because He has got the standard, that standard needs to be obeyed in order for us to prosper in our livelihood. Outside that, there is, no, there is no joy, there is no peace. Right. We are going to be a people that are going to be in one, one minute, One minute, Evangelist. Thank you very much. Go to the Father. Go ahead. You have the final show. One minute, Father. Father, can you uh, hear hello? me? Yes. Hello? One minute, sir. Go oh, yes. ahead. Yeah, you're right. parting. Can we, be moral with, can we be moral without religion? Yes. With a uh, rider that religion is not the sole determinant of morality in any society. 86% of South Africans are religious, whether we like it or not. So we cannot in- ignore that uh, religious influence. We have to take into account our traditions, the media, the customs, the language, colonialism's influence that all have impact on the way in which religion is uh, 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 allowed to influence our moral compass. So it remains then religion a dominant factor in taking into account also that there are other factors that influence the way people behave, the way people build up their morality. All right, we're going to leave it right there. 
On that very note, to all of my guests, um, uh, Evangelist Easton Zanumwe, thank you very much for coming through and talking to us. Empress Tande Khamgwana, thank you very much for coming through and talking to us. Father Smangale Somkajwa, thank you very much for coming through and talking to us. I'm going to read a few texts, just do, and then we part ways. Is it Thangnificent? Or was it Thugnificent? Mokhatu says, at the root of it, morality is natural, while religion is societal. So you can be moral without religion. Most young kids are moral beings to a limit, but hardly ever religious. Might be the same reason why they are such a happy bunch. And uh, Andy Lefundama writes, Greater is the one in me than the one out in the world. My understanding is Unembeza. Uh, okay, he writes a lot there. I will not have time to interpret that. Man, Lincoln says, I mean, of course, religion is necessary for morality because we've been created by God, and God gives power and wisdom to us who believe in Him, the ability of controlling ourselves from being influenced by any other bad spirits, not to do immorality. On that note, we're going to leave it right there for me, Nayelu Pondwana, and the team. Have a wonderful evening. And Godspeed.